What's up, everyone? This is Trey Van Camp, and you are listening to the Ministry Podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. So we are going live today with Trey and Jordan. We're going to give just a few minutes for people to tune in live. Uh, that way they can join us. Uh, but yeah, crazy. It is snowing pretty wildly. It is snowing more today than it has snowed in the last several years. Chelsea, <laughs> is that fair to say? And it's because you guys are here. Yeah, we, we bring here. snow wherever we go. You're here. And, and the viewers are already, this is going viral. We've got Scott, Lindsay, <laughs> Savannah, Melissa. So, I mean, it's yeah, this is going crazy already. Oh man! So this is basically our entire church. <laughs> we said four hundred. Oh, another four. one. Oh, there's another Tyler Hoffman. Let's go, Tyler. Joe, Josh King. Man, they they're rolling. They want to see you guys. Yeah, I love everyone it. Everyone is really bummed out that they didn't actually get to meet you. Mm, I'm bummed we didn't get, get to meet them. them. Right. Totally. Right. Uh, but you guys are probably getting a so- snowstorm in Phoenix right now as well. Uh, yeah, there's a high chance every <laughs> high single chance. day. We never what, know. What are the odds of getting snow in Phoenix? It happened once. Did it really? And it was, remember this? Yeah. I was driving, was it, what day? It was like a it's special Easter. day. It's it was Easter. Easter. Nuh-uh. Yeah, it was Easter Sunday. How long ago? Oh, this was like, uh, like five, six years ago. Oh, are you serious? And I, yeah. I was, I've never, that's the one time I have driven in snow. It was like technically in snow on Easter. in my hometown, it's and I'm snow. driving to my grandma's house, and I hit the brakes Sliding and I slide into the intersection. No way! <laughs> not joking. Almost died, and I'm not it's exaggerating. She's in the back seat laughing. She's oh, loving this it. Thing, oh and we were like, we're gonna die. She was. So, I forgot yeah. about that. So they have a rental car, but just FYI, they did get the full coverage insurance. So yeah. I told them they had full freedom to total it, roll it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but it never snows. I mean, that was like no. a weird, like, yeah. we don't know what snow is. Just, wow. uh, it's Arizona. It so. is Arizona. You have to go two hours north into what, Flagstaff area? Yeah, yeah. Payson is like the closest, then Flagstaff, yeah. Prescott, Prescott, that whole area. Yeah. Arizona has a lot to offer, and I'm always trying to be an ambassador for right. my state. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff well, there. Well, Phoenix is a really cool city. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it, it gets warm there. Uh, it gets hot. It gets hot. Like boiling egg on a sidewalk, hot. But it's a cool city. The downtown vibe is really cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, hey, let's go ahead and get started. We've got quite a few people that joined us, and then we'll be able to awesome. share this later. Um, hey, so, Renovation, glad you guys are tuning in today. Um, obviously, uh, we're really, really bummed out that, um, that we can't gather in person today, but we wanted to consider everybody's safety as we gathered together and didn't want to to be in danger as we yeah. are in like the first blizzard we've had in years and years and years. Uh, but anyway, today we're <laughs> wrapping up what we're calling Missions Month. Mm. And week one, we had Jeremiah and Jen in from uh, our Haiti missionaries. And then um, uh, week two, we had Jason and Betsy Davis, who are church planners down in Kansas City, Missouri. And then last week, Scott Browner came up and he's with a ministry called Concilium. And he travels all over the world on doing risk and security training for pastors and missionaries. And today, I think we saved the best for last. Oh, I, I like that line. Just don't tell the others. Oh, don't let anybody else see. But today we have Trey and Jordan Van Camp. They're joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. How are mm-hmm. you guys? Oh, we are yeah, so great. Really good. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we love the snow. This <laughs> we never we've never had a white Christmas. Yeah. So, and you guys, let me just start out by saying, like, you guys are so lucky. You have an incredible team. You have incredible pastors. Um, when we met them in February, I remember telling my wife we met a few pastors. 
And I was like, I would love to team up with Renovation. I love their heart. I feel like we uh, are kind of on the same wavelength. I love their humility and their passion for people and God's word. And I just want to let you know, you guys are lucky to have this family, have Scott Hawkins and the whole team. Uh, they're incredible. So make sure you know that and thank them uh, this Christmas season and just let them know you love them. Send them gift cards. They're they're great people and we have been treated so great. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, right? We've been treated really great here and I think that speaks volumes of your culture and we're just so bummed we can't meet you because I just meeting your team just gets me so excited to meet you guys but it'll happen one day one day we're gonna have you back probably in summer you know because our summer is like 90 years is 120 120 so we'll bring you guys out in the summer and hang out hang out then yeah perfect and fun so um so what we thought we'd do since we can't meet live is go through uh really some of these interview questions so you guys can get to know them Mm -hmm. um their church they have passion creek church out in phoenix and I'm telling you guys, it's just renovation, but in Phoenix. So if you all ever move to Phoenix one day, which I would highly recommend, you have a great place that you can just go and plug into. It's really, it's an outstanding church. And uh, and so we love it. So um, tell me a little bit about you guys. Uh, where are you from? Are you, are you from Phoenix originally? Mm-hmm. And um, has that always been home for you guys? So we were born in the same hospital. Yeah. Not on the same day, but we're born Chandler. Been so uh, I know. I'm convinced it was the same room, but just yes. different times. But, yeah, yeah, okay. And then, uh, so we actually went to junior high together. So we're, yeah. we planted our church in Queen Creek, Arizona. That's why we called Passion Creek. And uh, that's where we met. We were born and raised in Queen Creek. And uh, we met in junior high. If you can go through junior high together... You can go through anything together. Now, Jordan, Trey's pretty high energy. Has he yeah. always been like this, just crazy and outspoken and like that? And yeah. That's I mean, he's definitely, thing. like, gotten more and more over the years. Um, but it's also in certain instances. Yeah. Like, yeah. put him in a classroom setting and he won't raise his hand I don't talk. to offer an answer. He won't, like, mm, I mean, he just is quiet. I get so nervous. Yeah. Interesting. But then yeah. they put him in front of a crowd and he's, like, the loudest, like, goofiest, entertaining person there is. Yeah. So. Or a video camera. Well, yeah, that with, too. With your yeah. vlogging. Yeah, with my vlogging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we met and then uh, we always just were friends. And then uh, junior year in high school, she came to my church, and that's when I realized how beautiful she was. <laughs> and uh, so we started dating junior year, yeah. never ever took a break, went through it. We did long distance in college, and uh, we got married our senior year of college, and we were five years married. And January will be 10 years together. 10 years together, and then we have... Three daughters. I'm trying to get you to talk more. Yeah. I usually, I usually I like, talk too much. You either don't know you're trying to get her to engage. I'm trying to get her to engage. You know how many kids you have. I so trust me. You tell me about your kids. Yeah, we Perfect. have three daughters. Um, our oldest is Faith, and she will be four in March. Um, she is shy and sensitive, like goofy at home and with people she Orderly. knows. Orderly. Um, but she follows directions, very, you know, structural, very much like me. Um, and then we That sounds just like me, too. <laughs> yeah. Very structural and organized. So I, we're on the same wavelength. And then we have our middle daughter, who is Sayla. And she will be 18 months next month. So almost a year and a half. Um, she is our wild child. She is goofy and spunky and so goofy. independent. And she keeps us laughing, but also keeps us on our toes. And... She's hysterical. So she's like me. Yes, like, very much took like Took my him. personality. I yeah. love it. And then we just had our third daughter, Trinity, um, almost four months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So she um, is itty-bitty, and she was a preemie, 
And so she was in the NICU for 15 days and we went through that whole process. Um, but she's doing great now. She's healthy. And, That's great. Yeah. And we brought her. Yep. And she's kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. She's there. Chelsea's holding her. So mm -hmm. right behind the camera. Keep praying for Trinity during this time. It's, I'm just kidding. Chelsea, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, now you have an interesting history with St. Joe. I do. Tell, tell, I'm glad. tell our viewers about that. Yeah. So I was talking to my grandma. Uh, just about you guys, how we have a partnership, and she said, you do know that your grandfather pastored a church in St. Joe. It's like, what? I had no idea. So when my grandfather was 23, he pastored Woodbine Baptist Church, which is now Franklin Boulevard. Frederick Boulevard. Frederick Boulevard. <laughs> Frank, there's probably Franklin Boulevard, too. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, yeah, so he pastored there for 18 months, and actually the reason why they left was because it's too cold here. No, the reason why they left, honestly, it's kind of it. They, uh, my aunt, their first daughter, uh, she's she's has lupus, and she's dealt a lot with health issues, and so they said uh, she needs to go to a warmer climate, and so where everybody goes when they're trying to get healed, they come to Arizona. So uh, that's what made them go. So or else, who knows? They could have still been here. You so, could have been, yeah. Could have, yeah. Born that weird? That yeah. Weird, but... I, and I had no idea I had that history until yeah. a few months ago. I was able to drive them around our city last night and give them a tour. Um, Show them our seven McDonald's and just some of the really yeah. cool things that we have to offer as a city. So mm -hmm. they were very impressed. We did like a McDonald's crawl and so got different cheeseburgers from different ones. That was fun. We didn't know <laughs> I that. was like, no, he's like I, I what did I eat last night? Because I, I don't know. It's, let's move on. Okay, so how did you get started in church planting? Was that always the plan for you guys or was that something kind of? I actually never wanted to plant a church. Uh, so my father, when I was 12, he planted a church, uh, kind of uprooted our entire lives. It changed our whole world. Uh, I was the head set up tear down guy for six years. Uh, we went through a lot of ups and downs, uh, during the recession, it really hurt our church. Our church grew to like seven or 800 hit the recession and we dropped down to 40 cause my dad's church was all blue collar and uh, they didn't have jobs. There was no houses to build, and it was terrible. And I just remember, uh, when I was 13, I surrendered my life to ministries. I believe I had a clear call to be in the ministry. So I've always pursued, at a very young age, I knew what I was gonna do with my life. I was gonna pastor. I didn't know what capacity. So when I went to college, I said, God, anything but church planning. So I tried out, I, I actually asked God for a long time uh, to be a missionary. So I, I wanted to be a missionary overseas, and uh, that's actually a big reason why Jordan, she didn't go to Cal Baptist with me. She yeah. stayed in Arizona for college so that we wouldn't have so much debt that we couldn't go overseas. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, God just kind of closed. I mean, I went on trips, uh, but God kind of closed doors, and I kind of got a sense of that's not the direction. And, yeah. and then uh, I was like, revitalization, that's what I'm supposed to do. So I went to a church in San Diego my last two years in college, and I youth pastored there. And... I was able to get a glimpse of what revitalization looks like, and I realized the skill sets God has given me, my patience He hasn't given me. I realized, like, revitalization maybe, and I was like, God, what do I do? And then finally, um, uh, I guess I'll talk about that. really the, the story that made us realize we need to go plant a church is um, I got a call right before I graduated from Cal the California Baptist University, and, v. V, and, uh, and they said, hey, uh, Rick Warren, uh, is interested in you being his personal assistant. So I would travel around the world with him, help, they even said like help him uh, research for his messages and just everything. And so I was obviously blown away by that and thought yeah. how cool, I'll meet the president, I'll go all the countries around the world. Uh, but then- Were you uh, married at that time? 
yes, we're already married. No kids yet. No kids on the way yet. Um, but then, well, it's, it's part of the story. <laughs> so then me and my wife were praying and praying and praying. And I just thought, of course, this is the right answer. But we really had a deep unsettling. So it went down to me and one other person. And this was like the fourth interview. They do a lot of interviews, obviously. It's a big right. position. Yeah. And uh, I finally looked at my wife. And we just found out like the day before that she was pregnant. And they said, with this job, you're never home. So mm. we thought a lot about that. So Jordan said, put, the, put all that stuff aside, like the money, the, the success, the fame. What do you want to do? And I was like, I really want to go back to my hometown and like lead those people to Christ that I know and like plant a church. That's like the best way to do that is plant a church. She's like, that's what I believe God's calling us to do so as well. So you were on board for church planning like yeah. from that time? Yeah. Well, I didn't really, I mean, like I saw it in his dad and like seen the whole process. So I didn't really have as much like hesitancy mm-hmm. to it as he did, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like, I definitely felt like that calling back to home and... Um, our town that we're in. So, yeah. It was selfish of me to not want a church plant. I was like, I just would rather have a good salary, comfortable home. Like in 2011, uh, I had to sell my truck for our family to eat that that summer because everything was just going down. So I was like, God, I don't want to do that to my family. I don't want to live yeah. that life. So let me go into a safer place. And yeah. God had other plans. Yeah, there's a lot of safer things and easier things, things that yeah. pay, you know, a lot mm. better than church planning. <laughs> right. You know, we don't do that for the money. And there's no certainty. No, yeah. there's very little certainty, but it teaches you a lot about faith. Right. That's what Chelsea and I learned when we decided to plant was Amen. we had never really lived a life of faith until we mm. you know, got thrust into that position. So we know what you guys so are going good. through and, you know, our whole church does. And, you know, we're behind you guys cheering right you on. on. And you're doing a great job. Uh, Jordan, so you, you wear a lot of different hats. I mean, you're, you know, Trey's wife, which is a big one. I mean, <laughs> you know, we know he's crazy. But you're also, you know, a mom, you're seriously you're a pastor's wife, you know, you, you have ministry at the church you do. I mean, you've got a lot going on, you know, in, in your life. So how does it, how do you balance ministry and, and family? I mean, is that, is that a challenge or do you guys like settle into this great rhythm? Um, I actually, it hasn't been until just like a month or two ago that I actually feel like I'm getting into a more balanced mm-hmm. rhythm. I feel like for a really long time, I felt like I had to be one or the other. Like I couldn't simultaneously be a mom and have a ministry mm. um, within the church. And so, and I think there, you know, like there is obviously that balance, like my kids and my family does come first. Um, and they are all at such a young age and they're just so dependent upon me. Yeah. Um, but I have like finally stepped out in faith because I know that the Lord has called me to women's ministry. And so, um, but so doing that, like he has just continued to like open doors and bless the ministry that I started. And yeah. so um, I just now feeling like I'm getting into that rhythm, mm-hmm. but it was really hard. It was hard to figure out how, like how am I supposed to function when I have all these different things yeah. pulling me in different directions. Yeah. Um, but learning how to prioritize them and how to use my time wisely, I think was one of the biggest things for yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. And you, you as well, I mean, you don't just pastor and plan. I mean, you also, I mean, you do a lot of different things with your vlogging, concrete work. I right. mean, how do you, how do you balance that? You yeah. Know? Cause there's a lot going on in your life too. Yeah. So, uh, I, I work multiple jobs. I do concrete to help make ends meet, uh, in the mornings. And then a very intentional part of what I'm doing and I consider it ministry as I vlog. So I document my journey. I take a video camera, 
I do lifestyle vlogs, I do podcasts, and uh, it's really like multifaceted why I do that. It's really to gain the trust of the community. There's a lot of, in our area, uh, people do not trust religious leaders at all. Yeah. And so I thought, and especially top that off with I'm only 26 and I'm leading a church plant, planted when I was 24, uh, I was like, people don't trust me. And so yeah. trying to create that trust and create environments where they can learn about me and our church family before coming in. So to me, it, it is a lot of work, but I feel like it's, it's going to be so fruitful for our ministry. And it's something that's joyful for me to do. Uh, but yeah, the balance is tough, but I've always been that guy like in school, I wrote my senior paper and I, I, I completed it and sent it in two weeks before the deadline. Like I'm the guy in the test and I finished first. Like I've just always been fast. Like I read fast. I, my dad's like that. Totally took a lot of the behavior from my father. So I'm able to like take an hour and uh, just do a lot in it and it keeps me going. I was raised yeah. doing competitive sports. I never was home and just laid I around. I was raised doing competitive theater, so. <laughs> I yes. I'm a thespian, thespian theater jock. So yeah, I know. So many similarities. So many similarities. I do all my papers like two minutes before deadline. It's just fascinating how you know we can switch. I know. I sound like such a tool. Know. Like I'm just this. I send it in early. No. But like, that's oh, that's kind of my behavior. That's how yeah. I am. And so realizing that I actually flourish when I'm when I have a lot on my plate. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a worse husband. Yeah. When I only have one job, it's weird. Like, would you agree that to that? True? Is that true? <laughs> what if she doesn't? She's like, I don't know. He's a bad husband. No, I'm just kidding. You're, I'm sure you're a great husband. No, yeah, like, yes, I do think that he has to have stuff be, to, for his like sanity. Like, he doesn't function if he's not doing things. But I also, but you also have the problem of I saying have the yes tendency to too of many doing things. too much. Right. So that's like you finding the balance of what what's enough but not too little because you can go in both directions in. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in a season where I want to do a lot of empowering others so that I'm only doing the things that I'm good at yeah. and I enjoy. Yeah. And it's a blessing to my church. And I think we grow more when I empower. And so yeah. my tendency is to say, well, I like perfection. I like it to look nice. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. I got it. You're taking too slow anyways. Right. So that's something that I'm having my wife keep me accountable. And she's really good at discerning who can do what and like, okay, and I'm going to spend time with them. And so, yeah, so I do a lot, but I just, I enjoy every second of it. I mean, I love, That's good. I love yeah. what we're doing. So you, you mentioned the vlogging helps get some trust in your community. Uh, Phoenix is a lot different than here in St. Joe. Uh, really the primary religion there is, would you say it's Mormonism? Right. So, totally. I mean, what, what are some of the challenges with that? I mean, and, and the way you share Jesus, the way you interact with, because you were telling me some of the cultural things yeah. last night about that. So um, how has that made church planting uh, a little more difficult? Yeah, um, so a lot of people's, like we're really passionate about creating, we, we say in like one of our goals, we want to create a safe and loving environment for LDS and atheists. So we're not there to stand on the street corner and yell at people, mm -hmm. um, especially, so I grew up, we grew up, all of our friends were Mormon. I mean, that's just our life that we lived. And so I quickly learned they're really nice people. They love their family. There's a lot of things that like, I just need to tell them, thank you for doing that, because yeah. it, it does make our society better. However, mm -hmm. I don't say, like, yeah, you're a Christian, you know, like, we, we do draw a hard line, um, but I, I've really realized, like, our church, our mentality is just to create relationships with them, yeah. and to lovingly lead them along the way, realizing our church, what we talk about, like, when I preach the gospel, and when I talk to Mormons, 
Um, I, of course, call them to action, but I know I'm not discouraged if they say no. I Like most of the times, over half our baptisms have been former uh, Mormons. Yeah. And it's a long process because... Right. They're so like ingrained in that culture, and, yeah. and when they leave the Mormon faith, they have to leave their family. Yeah. They oftentimes lose their jobs. I know that's not every time, but that's, that has happened even with people in our church. And so we just want to show grace upon grace. So anytime in the text, uh, I just love preaching through books. And, uh, you know, moral, moral, moralism yeah. is really big, and we talk a lot about how it's not about your work, it's about what he's done in our place. That one's really big. So just bringing up the gospel and showing the different facets of it and showing uh, just apologetically how we differ. Right. But I love you, and I care for you, and I want to have a relationship with you, but I want to lovingly say, hey, this is, there's a difference here. A really cool thing, I don't know if I told you this, a couple months ago, a guy uh, hit us up. He was in actually Riverside, California, where the California Baptist University is. Uh, he, he just finished his mission there for two years, and he came back home to Queen Creek. And uh, his last couple weeks, he had a conversation with a guy in, in, in his house about the Bible, and it made him really start second-guessing everything. He started reading his Bible, reading his Bible, and then through connections, he, he got to us, and we've been working through it. He's actually a believer now. Wow. Um, Mormon missionary. Four, awesome. four months ago, he's a Mormon missionary. Now he's a believer. That's and um, what's really cool is he is so excited. He's like, he's just going to leverage his life for ministry. And, and so stuff like that is really cool. And, it, and we didn't get him by yelling at people, but it was just but speaking truth and being very blunt, but in yeah. a loving way, if that makes sense. And that just seems to work, you know? Yeah. So, Jordan, I mean, a lot of the, you know, your friends or your mom. Uh, Ooh. Oh, we just, I think we're still live. Yeah. Uh, nope. Ah. We're going to lose power, aren't we, Chels? I think it, <laughs> it reset the router, I bet. Is it, is it still live? Can you hear me? Jordan, I was asking you, I mean, a lot, do, are a lot of your mom friends still Mormons? I mean, how do, how do you interact with them? And um, Is that tough? Yeah, there, there's quite a big yeah, population still around us that are, um, like, you go to the park and the kids are out there playing, and a lot of them is, they are, yeah, Mormon. Um, but it's been really cool. I actually, um, just as having, like, Trinity and stuff, I, I haven't been doing it, but I had started, a, like, a mommy group mm-hmm. that we would um, plan, like, weekly events just, like, around the town. So, like, yeah. we'd have, like, um, a park day where we'd, like, um, just... Uh, invite your friends and whatever and we would kind of like do a craft at the park and let the kids play and um and that's been a really cool way i feel like to reach them too um that's actually how we brought former a former mormon family into our church um like a year or two ago uh, was through that and so i think the biggest way that i've been able to kind of reach that population is doing um engaging with the moms and the kids and putting on events throughout the town and we just got like a new park in queen creek that's like really really cool super nice um and so i'm really excited to like be able to utilize that because it's just yeah it's just a really neat opportunity so do you see some good fruit from that um or is it just a long process i think it's i do i do i think it's a long process i think it's more of like the making of the relationships and growing those relationships um because yeah when i met that the family 
it was a couple months like that we had planned things and went to different events together before she actually started coming, you know, then checked our church out and then, you know, became members and all of that. Um, so it is, I think it's a long process that takes, um, that takes time and love and grace and, um, effort that it's not just gonna. Yeah. And like, we want to be like a family and a church family where it's a place to belong before you believe. Mm -hmm. And so we talk often, it's like, okay, that's where you're at. Like we, we're not going to wait until you've made certain decisions to serve you. Like there's several times where a lot of my Mormon friends, uh, they have an issue. There's a, a family member that's injured, whatever. And we're one of the first people they call and we minister to them and we joyfully do that. And we don't say at the end of it, like now can you, now you must come to our church, you know, but yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's just life on life and yeah. we, we have seen a lot of fruit from it, but it is a process. It's yeah. a long process. So another unique thing, and we just got a couple more questions, but another unique thing about uh, Passion Creek Church is you guys meet in a movie theater, Harkins Movie Theater. Mm-hmm. We don't have those in this you know, I figured. part of the country, it's just but, West Coast. but they're really cool movie theaters. That's not really the traditional thing to do. So has meeting in a movie theater, has that been a burden or a blessing? How long have you been doing that? Since the beginning? Yeah, so since day one, uh, January 10th, 2016, we met in a movie theater. And uh, the people that we talked to before we started, uh, half of them were very excited for us. Half of them were like, oh, good luck. And so we're trying to figure out what is your experience? Like, what, what do, how, do, how has churches like, made this work? And we've learned a lot. Our first year, we kind of, uh, I feel like I wish we u- utilized the theater more, but it just took time for us to figure yeah. things out. Yeah. It's a blessing. I, I think everything is a blessing from God. And, um, yeah. you know, it's the perspective and how we use it. But we, we have a huge screen, so we use that. We put big videos up. It's great for worship. Um, it's really engaging. We make sure the graphics look really good. Uh, we try to make it not a movie theater vibe. We put nice little, you know, those filament bulb lights everywhere yeah. and we put curtains up and we do a stage design and, and we try to just break the mold because when people go to a movie theater, they usually just sit down and watch a presentation and then leave. And that's not a church. And so yeah. we've done yeah. a lot of really intentional efforts of trying to break that. And so when we have communion, you actually have to get up out of your seat and walk to the middle and take the elements. And people are like, why do I gotta walk? It's like, cause you don't normally do that in a theater. We gotta make you realize this right. is a church, yeah. right. you know? And, and just, we try to do a lot of different strategic stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, so we actually have one auditorium for, for the main service and then another auditorium is for the children's. And I would say that's been the biggest, uh, the hardest uh, barrier is, is we've been able to utilize it. We show a big, on the big screen, a 20 minute uh, Bible story that Life Church has produced, and it's really great quality, and it's fun. Uh, we've made it work, but I think people initially think, like, how could my child, how does that, you know, in a movie theater, how is that conducive to learning, right. and yeah. is it safe? And so we've been trying to do more and more of how to, like, make that work better, because yeah. a classroom would obviously be better yeah. for kids. Uh, I would say that's the biggest, like, the hardest thing. Probably, yeah, that and um, you kind of touch on it a little bit, but getting people to like engage and talk in a theater. Like you're, it's so ingrained in you, like turn your phones off, like be quiet, don't say anything. So getting them to stay and hang out mm-hmm. and like talk after. Sing during worship. Yeah, I was mean, something sorry. that was hard. Yeah. Like we've got it now, like yeah. where it's like, I we've got but so But it took a lot people, of work. But it did, it took yeah. a lot of um, tweaking things and figuring out how to um, get their minds like okay with that like it's okay to hang out isn't that funny i mean environments really do influence you yeah they really do and it's it's just funny yeah yeah Yeah. 
So last question is, you guys have a huge goal with that. Yeah, we do. And Scott, we learned we came out to see in February. You told us about that. It's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your baptism goal and yeah. kind of the why behind it. Yeah, so um, when I was about to plant a church, I got some training from a church in Las Vegas with Vance Pittman, and they said, you need to be very tangible about the goals that you have for your church. And so that, are we reaching those goals? Like, how are we doing? And motivating people and, and seeing a number sometimes really helps. So we made like one-year goals, three-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals, stuff like that. And so I narrowed it down to where I was like, uh, he said, what's a guy-sized dream that you're going to be embarrassed because you said it out loud? but like you're gonna be so pumped if it works out. And so I was praying and figuring out, I was like, craziest thing is in, in 2019, so by 2019, uh, we'll have 200 baptisms. And uh, that was like, cause to me, whatever is celebrated is replicated and we want to, as a church, always say baptisms. Like we are here to baptize people cause that means taking, a, not only believing in Jesus, but taking their first step of obedience yeah. and becoming fully devoted followers yeah. of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we, we said before we even launched. We said in 2019, we'll, we'll have 200 baptisms. And so we actually created these Jesus, our stage design has huge four foot tall J-E-S-U-S letters. And uh, it's plywood with some metal uh, casing around it. I don't know what to say. And then we put light bulb sockets. Yeah. There's 200 light bulb sockets. So every time somebody gets baptized, they get a bulb and they get to uh, put it in on the Jesus awesome. letters. So It looks really cool. Yeah, it has a pretty nice little glow yeah. behind, and anytime we have visitors, they're like, Do you not, can you not afford bulbs? Like, how come <laughs> there's not enough bulbs? I'm like, you can purchase one, you can purchase one by getting <laughs> baptized. It's perfect. Yeah, and so uh, it's been, sometimes it's kept me up at night, like, wow, God, we have a lot of ways to go. Uh, we are at 30 right now, 30 baptisms, and so we have like a year and two months to get 170. But who's counting? But who's counting? And I honestly, I would rather be somebody that shot for the moon and was like, this is what we're going to do because I believe God is doing it. And then I'm fine with getting humbled and saying, all right, move on forward. But what if it actually works? And I think a lot of times we just, we play it safe and we're like, ah, let's not embarrass ourselves. But like God gets so much glory when we just go for it and let everybody else know we're going for it. That's a big part of why I also vlog. Uh, look up Trey Van Camp on YouTube. And a big part of why I vlog is to say like, hey, I have big dreams because I believe we serve a big God. Uh, what is it, Hudson Taylor? Expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. I want that to like define our life, define our church plan. So that's why we're doing that. And I'm fine with getting humiliated, but it's like, King Jesus can do it, and he is, every single baptisms we've gotten, we're just blown away how it happened. The story's incredible. We just had last week somebody else sign up for it. Um, it's, we believe it's an act of God, yeah. and we're just going to continue to fast and pray and work hard and keep sharing the gospel, awesome. and we believe something, we, we, it is happening, and we believe it'll continue to happen. So real quick, as we close out, just like maybe one or two ways that we can be praying for you guys from Passion Creek Church. Yeah, I know that wasn't on the interview question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like um, our kind of our next step, like the next thing that we really need to like um, solidify, I guess you would say, is our children's ministry. Yeah. Like we're really like looking to um, to grow and and get someone that can run that. Like I do that now, but my passion is definitely women's ministry, and so I would love to be able to focus a hundred percent on that and have someone. Right. Um, to focus on 
our kids' ministry. So definitely so pray, pray for, for a that. leader to come in yeah. that really just can own that ministry for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah. How can we? How can we as a church be praying for you? Yeah, I think another element of our a big element of our church we haven't brought up, so I think it's worth praying for is uh, we're really passionate about college students, mm-hmm. and we're passionate about we have an engineering ASU campus right by us, and so just pray for our students. We want to send out students. We we uh, so far we've had one where it, she's a vet and she's going to be a vet in India. And we're sending her out, and uh, she's going to be sharing the gospel while she's there. So we're really focused on on taking our college students, the two to four years we have them, and having them ready just to be a solid church member or a church planter all throughout the world. So just pray that God would give us the grace of sending out more college students to fulfill the Great Commission. Like To me, like I want to define the, the uh, strength of our church not by our seating, but our sending. And I would love to to be more involved in works around the world. Yeah, awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And I do know that I'm going to get back in. We're all on like a cell phone now, but they want to go sledding today. So Please! So, yeah, he's like at his drone set to chase mode. Yeah, it is. Highly dangerous and something they would do, you know, in a military situation. But <laughs> um, if it stops snowing, uh, maybe we'll go to the church and go sledding at like six o'clock. We'll Just keep... hit up all your competitive theater <laughs> folks and we'll get it done. Oh, my competitive thespians. Yeah, I'll uh, definitely get them in. Um, but no, it'd be fun. They've never been sledding. And so, no. Uh, it will be a lot of fun to watch, I promise. And so... Uh, I love how we're all like, this is how we little family. Someone to take a screenshot. But anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, again, Trey, Jordan, thank you so much for coming in from Phoenix and joining us. Yeah, thank you yeah, guys thank so you. much.